Wow. Ooh, good morning. You know, TCC, MCC. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Great to see you. Look great. Looks like heaven. Hallelujah. Everybody, everybody's here. Jody's here. Rahim is here. Hallelujah. Alfonso, he's here. Alberto, he's here. Hallelujah. Good to see you all. Oh, I've been married for 52 years to that woman right there. And I still can't wait to go home. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, by the way, all of you who are not married, if you knew how much fun married people have, you'd rise up and shoot us. So I, I, I sometimes do this. I won't resist today. Hallelujah. Let all the singles, the magnificent singles in the house, the magnificent potential God ordained, uh, 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 yeah, singles rise. If you stand, please, singles, all the singles, don't be shy. Rise, men, women, only two kinds, men and women, men, women, single, rise, stand on your feet, stand on your feet. If you're single today, I cannot believe it. Where are the brothers? If you are single, help me in the mic. Rise up, raise up. Look at keep us standing. God bless you, sir. Where are my sirs? Oh, my man. Amen. Whoa. Turn around, look around, see if you can find somebody. You didn't do it. You sat right down. Oh, you'd be surprised what you can see in the house of God. So we've been hooking folks up for 40 years. Yeah, really. I said, oh, when I, all the singers in my church, they want to know me, the brothers, they want to know me because they got the hookup. Because all the sisters in the church, yeah, are connected to her. And so we are, we are in cahoots. Oh, I'm serious. No better thing than to marry somebody in their own house, got the same teaching, hallelujah. Plus, if you're in a house like this, and the leaders of the house are actually in love with each other, you know you're safe. Hallelujah. I don't know a better couple. Really, seriously. Wow. I just thought about that. Yeah. You know, whether we're talking about Cal our churches in California or whether we're, we're talking about the East Coast. Pastor Brendan and Sharon Whitten are the bomb. You guys need to. You need. No, really. Not only are they married, they're actually in love. Hallelujah. Not, not everybody, not everybody fits that description. And they're in love and they have children. So they know what it is to, to love each other and have children. They know what it is to have come, children come lay in the bed between them. They know. So you're safe. You know, it's an amazing thing. When God, when God loves you, he gives you a great shepherd. I think God really loves you. I want to, uh, I, I want you to, to be encouraging and uh, I know you do, but it, 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 it goes without saying, you should, you should honor and uh, honor and mimic the life of your shepherds. They weren't always married, so they, they, they didn't come out of the womb married. <laughs> they had to go through the whole process, you know? So no matter where you are in your life, they're worthy of, of following their leadership and their example and the word they speak. Because you know it, those of you who've been around them real close, the word they speak is the word they are. And that is awesome. And I want to commend you today. Your fame is gone throughout the world. Yeah, I know I haven't been here since uh, before COVID, but I've seen you online. Amen. Uh, but of course, you know, like I know, that online is good, but there's nothing like being able to be face-to-face. -face. Turn around and touch somebody. Say, face-to-face. Yeah, you know, really, yeah, it's, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that. I want to deliver this word to you. And I'm, I'm greeting you on behalf of your brothers and sisters in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we have so much fun uh, overseeing that ministry. And uh, like you here, our family is all involved in ministry. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. 
I'm honored to be in this pulpit today. I really am. I want to I do diligence uh, in delivering to you this incredible story that you already know. But when I tell you this story, you will see it like you have never seen it before. That, I promise you. Because it's a story about you and about me. It's an amazing story. I hope you can take it. Um, I thought about this story in thinking about it. Um, I, in, I, I envisioned mu multitudes of God's people uh, before they actually moved into God's promise for them. But today we had communion and communion signifies not only the promises of God that we receive, but it, it commemorates our coming out of sin, our coming out of our old life. I was thinking about that people, before God could bring them into his promise, by the way, those of you who don't know, don't know where to go, go to Joshua chapter two. Um, but before God could bring his people into the fullness of what they wanted, into the fullness of their inheritance, before he could do that, he, he had some work to do in the people of God. And when he first attempted to do it, you know the story, all of Israel, having been delivered out of Egypt, and that was, it took God something awesome to do that, but he did it. He did it in a flamboyant way. He did it so powerfully until the world today is still reading the record of what God did. Can you imagine living in a nation that has a whole people captive as slaves and the leader, God sends the leader of those people who used to be in your own leadership court, sends him and says, you need to let my people go. And Pharaoh say, who is God? Ooh, bad move. Can you imagine waking up and flies all over your lips? buzzing all over your eyes, crawling all over you. Can you imagine lice being in every place, every crack? Oh God, have mercy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine turning on the faucet and blood comes out? Can you imagine? No, I, look, I was doing good. To them frogs? Have you ever messed with frogs? I used to mess with frogs as a kid. Can you imagine cold? You know, frogs are not warm. They're cold. Can you imagine cold frogs up under your sheets? Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine? I can see someone on, you know, I'm never everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? What took the cake, though, was when Pharaoh went to wake up his son. He couldn't wake him up. God was serious about delivering his people. He was so serious about it until he told all of Israel, when you are in your house, to get the final straw to get you out of this bondage that you've been in for 400 years. The final straw. What you do, you take an innocent lamb. See, we actually did that today. You take an innocent lamb. They'll find little, little cheapy coming. You just stroke that lamb, raise that lamb's head up, cut his throat. And let his blood just spill into a basin. You take his blood and you take the hyssop branch, very interesting branch. Actually, the hyssop branch, they used to use it as seasoning. I've tasted it very good. But the, the hyssop branch is representative of the tongue. You dip that in the in the bowl with the blood and sprinkle that on the doorpost, on the lentil. So that when I send my death angel and I come to that door, I come to the door of that family, ah, I stop. They have no authority to go any further for blood is on that doorpost. That lamb is my son. In order to get you out, I promised you, I promised Abraham, 
And when I make a promise, as God would say, when I make a promise, if I have to bleed to keep it, it will be done. That's the God you serve. And sure enough, you could hear, the Bible says you could hear the Egyptians with such a wailing cry and it never had been a weeping and a crying like that since time began. Pharaoh didn't know what to do. He said, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. The Bible said all of Egypt, all of Israel went and collected, uh, here's my translation, collected their 400 years of wages. Hallelujah. It was rightful, justified reparations. Not like we're trying to do in America, but that's a whole nother story. These were justified reparations for 400 years. And the, and the Egyptians said, the Egyptians said, get on out of here. Get, get, leave. Don't want the money. Get, leave. Get my money, baby. No, anyway. <laughs> Let that second roll. Let let them keep that money over there. They need that money. Give that back to them. So, what what is so beautiful? God, you know, when God when God wants to talk to us, He paints these incredible pictures with these awesome stories. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. He needs that. Be blessed. Be warm. Be filled. Be multiplied in Jesus' name. What's amazing though is 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 all those people rose up. They got dressed. When you eat this meal, he said, when you eat this meal, this lamb, not only do you cut his throat, but you roast this lamb without herbs. In fact, it was, what they did use was bitter. And, and in other words, you didn't salt it, make, make it. It wasn't like lamb chops. When I ate this lamb, it was bitter, but also we are, we are told that those herbs gave them strength for the journey they were about to take. And when Pharaoh said, get out of here, those doors swung open. And those 400 years, the legacy of 400 years of slavery being treated like dogs, having lost all your identity of who you were. Forgot all the promises that God gave your your fathers, 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 father in Abraham. Forgot you were even the people of God. God took them out gave them a new identity, brought them out of Egypt and led them to the, to the edge of the property he already promised them. And when they went in to see what they had to do after they got over there, they said, uh, I don't know. I sent 12, how many of you remember the 12 spies? Y'all do read the Bible, right? Okay. The 12 spies, they went in there and, and spied out the land. It was so, the land itself was so fruitful. They came out carrying fruit and grapes, you know, had to carry them on the shoulders. Whoa! And then he said, well, 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 well what else did you see? Well, I, I don't know if we want to, I don't know Moses, if, I don't really know Moses if we want to go in there right now. Because those guys are three times our size. They're pretty big. In fact, I don't think we want to go there. And, they, and then they told the people, you know, what's really bad when a few get spilled negative and everybody starts listening to them. And you know, you know, in families, eh, you know how when families, when one kid starts crying, one kid's hurt, you got several kids, and the other kids don't know what's going on. They look at that one crying, eh, and they start crying too. And everybody, everybody cries, eh, and the dogs crying. Eh, all the people are just, they are, they are, they don't, they are overcome. And, 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 and the two, Joshua and Caleb say, hey, what, what, what? we can do this. We can do this. Come on, let's go. Because they remembered what God did to get them out. If God got you out of that mess, don't you think he can, he has enough power to get you into what he promised? You think about the, the mess that you left in your life. I want to tell you, God is, has enough strength and power not only to deliver you from that, change your image, and then bring you fully into all that he promised. But the same power that got you out is the same power that takes you into what God wants. It's just that you got to participate. Hey, you couldn't get out unless you walked out. Some of you had to walk away from some things. 
I mean, you had to say goodbye. I'm never going down this pathway again. Some of you said, you, you don't need, I don't need that parking space. I'm never parking there again. Some of you had to say, I'm never going back to this house again because of what it represents and what you did and what was done to you in that house. If God's got enough power to get that determination in your life to get you out of a, of a slavery and a bondage of sin, I promise you, my, my beloved friends, God has the power more than exceedingly abundantly above to bring you fully into everything he promised you. And please believe me, when God said, I'm going to take you out of Egypt and I'm going to put you in a land, houses you didn't build, I'm going to give you lands, houses, cities, rivers, I'm going to fill your life. When God said that, he meant exactly what he said. And he, he knew how to do it before he told you he was going to do it. Now, he didn't tell you you're going to have to show up to battle. But he said, I will bring you in. He told Joshua, every foot, every, 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 every piece of ground that your foot stands on, that's yours. Why did I tell you this? Because that generation said, we ain't going. They singing that song from the, from the 1950s. Please, Mr. Custer, I don't want to go. I'm sorry, y'all might not know that song. You may not be that young. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a, you know, General Custer got slaughtered by the Indians. It's an American, it's an American story. I'm sorry, I forgot where I was. It's an American story. But anyway, General Custer got slaughtered by the Indians, and uh, and the, somebody wrote a song about it. You know, Custer was just bullheaded, so he went in there and they slaughtered him. And one of his soldiers wrote a song. Please, Mr. Custer, I don't want to go. I don't want to fight. Well, that's what that's what Israel said when the twelve came back. We ain't going. Can you imagine telling God who got you out? Can you imagine standing the Lord to the face and saying, I ain't going in there. What you mean you ain't going there? You know what it, do you know what it took to get you out of where you were? <laughs> so the Lord said, okay, I love you. My love for you will never change. My provision for you will continue. Clothes won't wear out. Shoes won't wear out. I'll keep you right where you are. You know, this is what shudders me. This is, Don, this is what messes me up. That there are children of God today. God has promised them that they can take the territory, the land, the promises, and, and they've gotten out of sin, but they've never come in fully to what God wants. Because I don't want to fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that stayed alive and all of their families. Forty years went by. They did not, cro they crossed the Red Sea, but they didn't cross the Jordan. They got stuck right there. Not because God didn't love them, not because God was powerless, but because they refused to follow him and obey him. And he kept two alive and all of their legacy. All of Joshua's that came from him, all that came from him, all that came from Caleb, those two family lines, he preserved them. All of them. While they watching everybody else die. Oh, Jesus, he did. He did. My wife and I, we, you know, we have been counting the numbers of people that have passed over the last month or two. I don't know if it's happening here in, in Canada, but my God. You know, I said, we're going we're gonna to lead by forfeit. <laughs> we're still alive. We're so, we're so grateful to be alive. Oh, 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 in October, in October, in October of this year, I will be a swapping 74. Oh, oh she said, no, you're going to be 75. Okay, all right. <laughs> No, I mean, 70, 75. Okay, so my wife, the Lord, I'm, hey, call me Josh. Call me Kay. And so they came out and they were the only two left. And now 
God said, I want you to rise up. Joshua, you are the leader now. Joshua learned and he only sent two spies in. And that's why I want you to take up this story right quick. I got 21 minutes, I can do it. Are you ready? Go with me. But I had to set you up to help you to understand what you're about to do. God can save anybody who trusts him. God can save anybody who trusts him. I don't care what, where, you, where you're from, what you've done, how many lineages there were of you that did what you did. If you came from the cartel and, and you had your mama's mama's daddy's 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 with the cartel and you now step and you took the business and now you the cartel. Jesus come to you and say, I can't live that way. You live that way, you're going to hell, boy. Okay, so, so you know, you decide, I'm out of here. And you out and God delivers you from the cartel and now here you are. I want to tell you, God doesn't lack any power to save and to keep you. You really want to deliver that word to you today because judgment is coming. And just like judgment came for the Canaanites in the land that was about to vomit them out because of the evil practices they did. You can tell where a nation is by what they do with their children. You can tell on God's Richter scale, on God's chart, what, where they are by how they treat, how precious or unprecious they treat the youth. If you're still in the, if you're still in the child sacrifice, you're on God's high list. If you, abuse, if you let them be born, but you abuse them from birth, and you turn them into something else, you're on God's chart. I, I'm talking about my nation. And then if you let them live and you teach them a lie, and, you, and, and for the truth, you exchange the truth for a lie, and you tell them the lies, the truth, and you scorn them when they, when, they, when they quote the truth, you scorn them until they feel so bad they will say the lie, like the truth, to keep them getting scorned. You're on God's top list. If you confuse your child and then add to their confusion and let them dress another way after they come to school and don't tell their parents, you're on God's list, high on the, you high, you about to scunion, about to come to you, boy. It doesn't, you have to look far, you don't have to look far to figure out where we are. Hmm. The Canaanites had all kinds of evil practices. Their, their practices were so bad that the land, the Bible says the land was defiled. You defile the land when you shed innocent blood. Whether it's by abortion or murder. You, the land, in fact, you look in the scripture. His blood was crying out from the ground. All the way back to Cain and Abel. Why do I hear your brother's blood crying out from the ground? What, do you think that angels have decreased? No. You think heaven is not? I'm telling you, heaven reads the whole issue. And when those voices come up to heaven, God who is righteous has, is going to do something about it. Canaan, Canaanites, had lived such a wretched life. Child sacrifices was some of the least they did. Their lifestyle was wretched. I won't give it all to you because all y'all be ready to go to sleep or run out of here But if I told you the details of that. So by the time that Israel comes along, it's righteous judgment for them to take the land. In chapter 2, verse 1, introduces you to your hero today. Joshua chapter 2, verse 1, introduces your hero. Because the two spies, they went into Shittim saying, they came from Shittim and they said, go into the land, especially Jericho. So they went and, and came into the house of a harlot named Rahab. 
Lord, have mercy. Harlot? In America, in the ghetto, we call her a hoe. I'm not sure how y'all refer to them here. Pastor, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna refer to you. Is, is, this, is this word communicating? And what's funny about it is, you know what? You don't have to explain to most people what that is. Everybody know what a whole house is? Everybody know what street is on? What block is on? Everybody, you know, somebody, somebody stand in the house, they stand outside the house, they wanna see who go in the whole house. Oh, Senator so-and-so, I see. Oh, Congressman so-and-so, mm-hmm. They're going get, to get getting special information on you so they can report it on CNN. <laughs> that, thank you. That, 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 that's, that's her name, Rahab. Rahab. And isn't it amazing the scripture does not leave out what she does? Isn't it interesting? The Bible is very clear. If you go look up the meaning of the word harlot, when you get through your reading, you, the meaning is ho. You guys still there? Oh, but there must, she must be special. She has to be special. God does not need two spies to take that city. When he took the city, he had them march around that thing seven days. On the seventh day, seven times. God didn't need two people to go in the city to take it. Joshua sent them to check out what the attitude was. But Joshua didn't need them to take it. When they went in there and they found it, they went to the house. Isn't it interesting? They went to her house. And when they went to her house, she saw them and she welcomed them in. And I don't know whether she thought, thought they was coming for business or what. I don't know. But they came. And shortly after they came in there, you know them CNN spies, they called the king. King, you know, two men from, from them peoples over there, they spying us out. And the king said, king, he, had no, he ain't got no courage. He said, uh, send over there and get them, get them spies. Rahab, yes. Are you here for business? Uh, <coughs> <coughs> no, we, uh, uh, we, we're coming for the spies. That you, so, oh, well, I didn't, oh yeah, they were here. You know, they came <laughs> and... <laughs> I did not mean it. Anyway, they, and he says, and, uh, and they, they, uh, uh, they went, they left, they left. You better, in fact, y'all better get outside the gate and go find them. You guys still with me? Sure enough, she went upstairs and, and there they were hiding. She had hidden them in the flax. They laid them flax long, long ways and they were laying in between a hiding. And she comes up and they have this conversation. I want you to check out this conversation because it might need to be your conversation. Listen to what she said. Hmm? Verse, thank you, verse nine. See, before she laid down in, eight, in verse 8, before she laid down, she came up to them on the roof and, and said to the men, yeah, I know, please hear her words because some of her words need to be your words. Guess what he said? she says? She says, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted, melted away because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before when you came out of Egypt. And, and, and what you did, by the way, when they came out of Egypt 40 years ago, they still remember. What <laughs> he said, and what you did to the kings of the Amorites, you obliterated them. Who were be, who, those who were right be, beyond the Jordan, what you did to them. Sion and, and Og, in a name like that, they should have liberated you, Og. Whom you utterly, what? Destroyed. 
And when, I, and when we heard it, our heart, come on, listen. When we heard this news, our heart melted. We had no more courage remaining in any man any longer because of you. That's called conviction. Because when God shows you your sin, when God shows you what you, your life and your sin in, in, in the presence of his holiness, then you really see who you really are. Your heart melts. It's called repentance, brokenness. And a feeling that I don't have any, I have no recourse. She said, we know about that. Now, I don't, I don't know that she knows all the theology, but I know one thing, she knows about God. Look around you. I tell you, your neighbors, your friends, there are people that you know, there are people in your family, they know about God. I mean, they're acting like they're not, and when they get around you, they use all kinds of profanity to make you think they don't know God. They make all kinds of activity to make you think they don't know God. You want to hit? They, they, everything they can do, they think you, that was funny, nobody laughed. It, was, it scared me, my God. They, they, they think, they, they, you know, and I know, they know about God. So check this out. When we heard it, our hearts melted. We had no more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God is a God in heaven, and she gets it, doesn't she? And for the Lord, she, it sounds like she's in our worship service. For the, for the Lord our God, he is, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Then she says, now therefore, please, sir, swear to me by the Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you, that you will also deal kindly with me and my father's household and give me a pledge of truth. In other words, I want to make a covenant with you. God, God's representatives, I want to make a, I want to make a deal with you. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a secret. I'll, I'll, I'll protect you. Even at the possible cost of my life I'll protect you but I want you to protect me not just me my whole house my father my mother and God knows what that relationship might have been you know when is a father go out and tell all his buddies and my daughter she's a local hoe when does a mother talk to her friends about her daughter's lifestyle. Hey, what about you guys who are brothers and sisters? If your brothers and your sisters were in the kind of profession she was in, you don't go bragging on them. I don't know the circumstances, how, how Rahab got into what she did. I don't know if she was molested as a child. I don't know if she did what some people are doing today, God forbid, with the raising of children, molesting them from children, turning them into that. I don't know if that was her case. I don't know. But I do know one thing. She knew God. Hey, you know what's even bigger than that? God knew her. Oh, shucks. God knew her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew her. Knew that where she lived. She lived on the wall. Lived in the penthouse, if I could make that application. She lived on walls, huge, tall walls. Lived on the wall. The wall was so wide and so high, you could drive chariots on both sides. It was incredible. And there were houses on the wall. And her house was on the wall. You know, she'd live up where everybody, you know, when you come by, that's the, that's the whole house. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, my wife is here. Oh, okay, all right, all right. You understand what I'm saying? She's cutting a deal with God. Like, like every single one of us who have been in the presence of God and, we, and God has revealed our sin, you are having to deal with God. And maybe what you missed, you might have missed what she got automatically. Maybe it was just about you and your pain. Your self-image, you know, you, you know what you thought, what other people thought about you, and you're dealing with your sin and all, all the. But, but maybe you forgot what she, what she really understood. The Bible said that she says to them, my, "I want you to spare." Verse thirteen, my father, come on, and my mother, and my, and my, and all who what, all who belong to them, and do what to them. Deliver them, deliver their lives from death. 
See, I do believe that this is now the time, not only for USA, but for North America and around the world, for God to do exactly what she asked. Would you say this to your friend? If you save the family, you can take the city. Come on, tell your neighbors. Say it. If you save the family, you can take it. Come on, find somebody. Say it. If, we, if, if we save the family, we can take the city. So the men said to her, here's what the men said to her, verse 14. So the men said to her, our life for yours if you do not tell this business of ours. And it will come about, it shall come about when the Lord gives us the land, not if he gives us. Because he going to have it. Hello, somebody. I'm going I'm to say it this way. He going to have Toronto. Yeah. Oh. When the Lord gives us the land that we will deal kindly and faithfully. In other words, we will keep our covenant with you. Are you guys there? What does verse 15 say? Then she let them down by the rope. You know that rope, that red rope, that red rope? You know that red rope that used to, we used to wear around her clothes? You know that one that's real thick, beautiful, with them shinglings on the bottom? So when she wrapped that thing around twice, tied around, and when she walked, boom, shaka, boom, shaka, boom, you know, that, that, that rope. She took that rope off. She, <laughs> oh, come on, go to the movies with me. Have an imagination. I mean, then she, she took that rope off, and she threw it out the window. She tied it on one side. He's how y'all going to get out. Come on. And they, they climb over the rope. Don't forget, you promised me. They said, if we don't keep this, may it be our lives. But then they said, but I tell you what, if anybody of your family is outside the house, when we come, that's on you, that ain't on us. We are free. Grab the hand of your person sitting next to you. I got five minutes, I'm almost there. Grab said, you gotta get them all in the house. You gotta get them all in the house. She lets them down that rope. And they said, when we come back, tie this rope. Before we come back, tie this rope to the window. And then Joshua, having received the information from the two spies, they didn't forget their promise and their covenant in the name of their God. They told their leader, and he said, so be it. And Joshua said, that house right there, you die if you touch that house. Everything else, R-A-Z-E, raise it, cut it down. It's so contaminated. All the animals, kill them too. Take all of them out. The Bible um, records, the way they did the study about Jericho is the ground opened up and the walls. And the, that which was high, hundreds of feet high, now is ground level. So Rahab's dwelling is now ground level, but that red cord, that shingling, you know, that red cord, that representative of the blood of Jesus, that, that which no one else, no, nobody else can miss. Everybody can distinguish that. On that dry clay that the houses were made of, it was totally different, that red cord hanging out that door. Everybody ran by, every soldier, every anointed soldier of God ran past that house. Don't mess with that. Don't mess. Hey, hey, what you doing? Don't mess with that. Keep going. Everybody runs into Jericho, slaughtering, killing. And when it's all done and the dust clears, they go in and they get Rahab out. She come out. Daddy come out. Mama come out. All the babies come out. <laughs> so crazy pastor you know what's so crazy check it out i was reading in the new testament and i saw this i said whoa and the bible says they live in they live in israel today in other words their lineage their legacy went on because she went in and she got married lord have mercy i wrote it down just for you wow the power of covenant is amazing Matthew chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 is she married Salmon, S-A-L-M-O-N. Salmon was the father of, of Boaz by Rahab. Right. 
Lord have mercy. Sister girl done, done moved up. <laughs> Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David the king. And David the king was named by Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The son of David. Lord have mercy. What? 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 You mean your savior? You mean your savior? has a tie back to the hoe? Okay, we got to go. You know, okay, I, I got to shorten this. Listen, listen to me. Because some of you have not got it yet. God's passion and his promise and the heat of his love it's for every one of your family members. And he's not kidding. They, they may have a, a, a reputation like Rahab. There's nothing to God. I started to ask you when I stood up here, how many holes did Jesus hang out with? I recorded four of them. You just didn't think that way because you read in the Bible, you know, Jesus. Everybody washing his feet. Caught in adultery. Y'all breathing? I want you to know that God today, and this is for every one of you who hear this, you are God, you are God's Rahab for your family. You may be the only one serving the Lord, but it is the mind of God that every Every single one of them come to him. And what you got to do is what Rahab did. You got to cut a deal with God. Because they're not praying for themselves. You have the understanding. She had the understanding. And God has singled you out. So, so the, the spies didn't come to her daddy. The spies didn't come to her mom or her brothers. The spies came to her. I came to start a revolution. And I, in the name of Jesus, we're going to stand in a minute. When you stand, I want everybody who understands that I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one. I want you to come very quickly. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to pray uh, generally over you. I'm not going to lay hands on every single one of you. But those of you that know I'm the one, I'm the one. I want you to receive that anointing. And I want you to see, receive the responsibility by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, that you're going to get every single one of them. You can't take the city until you save the family. So may God now release his mercy over you, his grace over you, that your family, how do you know? You and your whole house will be saved, Peter and Silas said to the jailer. And the jailer took them out of the jail and took them home. And everybody in their house was baptized. And he cleaned their, their wounds. And that man's whole house was saved. What are you talking about, Paul? You're going to Cornelius' house? Cornelius said, I'm sending for you because I had a dream about you and I went and got you because I was told by the angel, you got the news whereby me and my whole household will be saved. And while he was preaching, while, Lord have mercy, while Peter was preaching, the power, bam, fell on the whole household and everybody starts speaking. They start speaking in tongues. Oh, you didn't know the promises for you and your children and for those that are far off? Stand on your feet. May the Lord God Almighty single you out today and may you have the courage to do what she did. Hide the truth. Be the person that gets every single, receive the anointing to get every single one of them. Even the ones that hate you. May God give you the grace to say the words that need to be said. The words of, of, of forgiveness. The words of love. You get them all in. If you know, you're, if you know you've been singled out, come on, with, with courage, come right now, come quickly. I, I, you know, you know I'm, one of the ones, I'm one of the ones, Bishop. I know I'm one of the ones. You're so grateful for how the Lord came to you you know that it was not a mistake. 
come and receive in the name of Jesus. Pastor, I wanted you to see this because before I came, I had this on me before I came. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do in that house? He said, I want a revolution of salvation of families. God is going to give you strategy exactly what to do. He would not have me deliver this word to you today and leave you without. I thank you very much, Lord. Confirmation of your word. Stretching your hands to the Lord God Almighty, whom you, whose presence you recognized in the beginning, whom you declared as holy. Some of you have been in pain because some of you have received tremendous injury and pain from family. You know, psychologists say, said 95% of, of pain, of, psycho, of psychosis, of psychological problems come from the family relationships or lack thereof. And yet, God's going to choose you. Why you? Because you, you don't have any idea what Rahab went through as far as her family's concerned. But whatever she had to do, if she had to go down to the lowest parts of Jericho or way on the other side of the city, she got every single one of them. I suspect if she had to drag them in by their feet, she got them in there. Because she knew the benefit that was theirs because of the gospel. With those hands to the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus. You see your sons and daughters. You, you know their pain and you know what they have been through. And I'm asking you now, Heavenly Father, by the Holy Spirit, that you will sweep over them, heal their hearts of the pain, heal their heart of the separation, heal their hearts, Lord, of what they have endured. And now, Father, put your love in them like never before. Let your Holy Spirit come upon them now with a baptism of your love that they will not stop until all of them are saved. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you have not forgotten them. Oh, God. Father, let it be so today. Let that mighty conviction come upon their hearts. That if they ask anything according to your will, it shall be done. Thank you, Lord. For it is not your will that any be lost, but that all will come to salvation. And I thank you, Lord. We take the audacity to declare before you their names in spite of their situations. And we will not stop crying out until salvation has come, until deliverance is, is, is at hand. Lord, until deliverance is manifested. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the mighty increase of the house of the Lord, filled up with our moms, our dads, our sisters, our brothers, our cousins, our uncles, our aunts, all of them, Lord, in the household, all of them serving you. And we praise you for it. And let the light that you showed me of this church be so bright until it is undeniable what you're doing. That the whole city is impacted by what you're doing. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill to every one of your family members. In the name of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands to him and, and praise him. Amen.
Amen. Well, how many people receive from that word today? Amen. Amen. Receive from the word. Thank you so much, Bishop Johnson. So here's why I want to encourage you. We, we believe in being a culture that is generous and souls. And, you know, it's not that we could just cut an honorarium check for speakers that come in, but we want to give you an opportunity to be part of that and just to be part of sowing. And so just as you go out today, again, all the giving information, if you guys want to throw it back on the screen, you can go to the debit and credit terminal. You can give online. Just clearly mark offering for Bishop Johnson. And we will make sure that everything from this offering is just passed on to them to bless them. They've left their church and everything that they're doing to come and spend time to us and to pour into us for this week and so we're very thankful for that. We do want to bring things to a close. Moms and dads if you can go get your kids ASAP please just so that. School the Spirit class those of you in School Spirits can be starting soon as well. Remember all church prayer this Friday. We got the big Sunday next Sunday which is going to be awesome. We're excited and then it'll be fun if anyone can make the river on Tuesday night. Greet somebody as you go. Say God bless. Have an amazing day. We love you guys and just have a great week.